What's up, everybody? This is Sean Mangoli, and you're listening to the Hopeland Church Podcast. My prayer is that you encounter God as a result of listening to this sermon today. Enjoy. What's up, everybody? Part two. Here we go. Nah, I'm good. And we're talking about contentment in all things. And so let's open up in prayer and dive right in today. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for another day. We thank you for your word. Lord, what an opportunity it is to hear your word, to grow as a result, to develop, to get to know you even more, better in Jesus' name. Lord Jesus, reveal reveal yourself to us through your word today. And Lord, help us to be better believers, better Christians in Jesus' name I pray, and everybody said amen. So let's jump right in. Here's, here's one of the big questions for today, folks. We're jumping right into the word. Uh, what's within our control that can help to produce contentment in our lives? So what's in our control? What is in my control that can help to produce contentment in my life? And I believe that this is a big question. When we talk about contentment, it might seem that we're coming from a totally different angle today, maybe a perspective you didn't even think was up in this, but it is. And that is this, that um, the answer to the question, what's within our control that can help to produce contentment in our lives? And it is this, it is stewardship. All right. It is stewardship. Say, when we say stewardship, Okay, this is the answer to the question. Okay, this is what we're talk about today with respect to contentment. And here it is. Let me give you just the just a dictionary definition of stewardship. This says it all. This is what stewardship means. It's the careful and responsible management of something entrusted to one's care. It is stewardship is the careful and responsible management of something entrusted to one's care. So the answer to the question, the topic of discussion today is stewardship, all right? I don't know if you can call that a point, but it is a word, and it is the main word. It's the word of the day, okay? Stewardship. Stewardship, all right? So here we go. Um, What um, are we as Christians, like, functionally and practically on the earth what are we? And the answer to that is we are stewards. We're stewards of everything. It, with respect to our relationship with God and what the word of God says about us as believers and about God himself is that we, in essence, are owners of nothing and stewards of everything, right? The Bible says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. All right, and so this is it, right? And we're talking about living content on the earth, being content, um, practicing contentment, um, and not getting caught up in the system of the world. I'm telling you, one of the big answers to this is stewardship, all right? So turn in your Bibles to Luke chapter 16, and I'm gonna read verse 10. And this is about, I'm not going to read the whole parable. I'm just going to read one verse. But this is the parable of the unjust steward. Okay. And this steward uh, was squandering the goods. 
okay, that were, that he was managing. And he got scared because the master found out. So he went to those that owed the master money and he basically made a deal with them. Basically, he went to each person. He says, hey man, just give me what you got, right? So in a sense, he gave him a discount, right? <laughs> and then the master like complimented him because he, he said, man, this guy's wise or, or, or uh, certain versions say that he was shrewd. The word used is shrewd, which just means insightful, like wise, wise application. It's like shrewd is like looking at the situation and um, making progress given the situation you're in. It's like taking action, not just sitting there and just letting things happen. No, it's like, look, I'm not in the best situation, but I'm gonna make this work, okay? So he's saying, man, this man's shrewd. He, he made it happen. He, 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 he was squandering, but now he's actually getting some of my money back. And so he complimented him, okay? So this is what the Lord, this is the, uh, this is a, a parable the Lord shared with his disciples. And so uh, Luke chapter 16, verse 10 is kind of in the middle of this parable. And, and, and the Lord says, he who is faithful in what is least is faithful also in much. And he who is unjust in what is least is unjust also in much. It's in respect to what we have. So stewardship is contextual. It is relative. It depends solely on what has been given you, like what is in your hand. So stewardship isn't about becoming like the other person, having as much as the other person, measuring up to the other person or other people or other church or other business or other family member or whatever it is. In essence, stewardship is doing the best with what you have. This unjust steward, initially he was unjust, he made it work with what he had. And that is good stewardship. He was in a tight situation. He was about to lose his job, right? And he's like, you know what? I'm gonna make some moves. I'm gonna make some moves. I'm gonna make this work. I'm gonna do what I can with what I have and literally the time given to me. <clears throat> because, his, excuse me, his day was coming. You know, he's about to get fired in a sense and he made some moves. And so here it is. We're gonna talk about, you know, and um, this, this thing we're talking about this month, contentment, it parallels stewardship. Why? Because contentment is we are called and responsible and accountable to be content with such things as we have. And stewardship is doing the best with what you have. I'm telling you folks, your contentment is directly connected and in proportion to um, the quality of your personal stewardship of what God has given you. Next question. What has God given you? All right. What has God given you? And... Um, it, this is general and this is personal, okay? And so this might be good for your own little journal. If you got a journal you're writing in, it'd be good to write down, maybe create two categories in your journal here. What is God giving you, right? What has he given you? Generally speaking, what has he given all of us? Here's a big one, time. 
all right? Time. Um, uh, and, and some of, actually all of this I would say to some degree is general, but then break it down, okay? In the category of like spiritual gifts is general. Everybody in the body of Christ has been given spiritual gifts, but like what, what have you been given? Everybody's been given talents and abilities. What are yours, right? And so what has God given you? God has really giving, given all of us a lot, if you think about it. And if you look at your life and your, your being, your person, your spirit, soul, and body, your life, just you, all that is you, you have been given a lot. You've been given time. You've been given spiritual gifts. You've been given people. People meaning friends, family, coworkers, associates, employees, bosses, whatever that might be. But you, all of us have been given time. We've been given spiritual gifts, people. We've been given, hopefully, if you're out there, that you are a part of a church community of some sort, that God has given you community. Um, he's He's given you maybe some mentors, whatever, people, community, also inherited wealth. You've been you've been you've inherited wealth, and some people think, "No, I didn't get any wealth. Maybe anything. The only thing I've inherited is debt, right?" But no, more more than money. Not just money, but many times we've inherited certain mindsets that are great and amazing. Certain perspectives of life. We've inherited maybe just certain accesses to things because of our parents or the people around us or friends or whatever that we've inherited. We've been given something by by way of relationship and family in some way. There is something inherited. Not everybody in, um, has inherited money or, or wealth in the sense of actual like uh, assets and, and like properties or businesses or, 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 or investments or something like that. Right? That'd be great. I wish I inherited some more of that, but I have not. I, I have not inherited a lot of that. Um, and so anyway, but we've inherited wealth, something, something has been transferred, something that you have learned or developed as a result of your upbringing or your family or whatever, there's something there. You're a steward of that talents, abilities, and personality, just who you are as a person. You're a steward of that, right? So we have a lot more um, to work with than we thought. Can I get an amen, somebody? I said, you have a lot more to work with than you thought. And this is, this is, this is a key to life, folks, this, this, this idea of stewardship. Why? Because you can make more of what you currently have, right? It's the idea of stewardship. It, it, this idea is that God has graced me with something. God has graced me with some things. And the question is, what has he given me? That's question number one. What has he given me? What, what has, he, has he entrusted to me, right? And so contentment, is about stewarding what God gave you, okay? What he gave you. So here it goes back to contentment now because if we were preoccupied, or let me say it this way, if we were truly occupied <clears throat> with what God has given us, we wouldn't be so preoccupied with what God has given others, Right? This is this is where, where where we where we miss it. This is where we start to malfunction. Is we lose sight that we are actual stewards of a lot. And it's like, what are you doing with what God gave you? Because that is the basis of 
your evaluation of yourself. It is based on your starting point, right? Like the parable of the talents was all about, they were accountable with what was given to each. So this is very personal. Contentment is an inside job between me and the Lord. It's not about this person has this, I don't have that. That triggers discontentment right there. It opens the door, all kind of other craziness. But when I look at my relationship with God, my personal intimate relationship with Jesus, what he's given me, okay, what am I gonna do with what he gave me? How am I gonna care for, be responsible for the spiritual gifts, the people, the time, the, the things that I have by way of birthright, by way of, you know, there's certain things I can look at my family that I see that they had this grace to do certain things, right? And not all of them succeeded entirely in it, or, but I see this, this thing about my family, my bloodline, and I'm speaking of the good things, um, you know, that there is this entrepreneurial kind of go for it, give it a shot type of thing in my family. Um, my uncle owned businesses, my grandfather owned businesses, my dad at one point owned his own butcher shop, um, and then other family members just kind of finding their trade and, and, and just killing it in their thing. Okay, that doesn't mean they're just, it's not all about um, success. I'm not just tying this into monetary success because a lot of what I'm sharing with you, some of these people just didn't quite succeed in it, but it was there, the, the, the risk factor. They were cool with the risk factor, if you will. And so I see that, like that kind of go for it type of thing. So I might not have inherited a business from my family, but I believe that I've inherited a certain DNA, a certain mindset towards life that, hey, if you're gonna, if, if you step out there and, and try this thing, right? And so hence, here we are in, in church planting world. This is just, I believe, part of what I'm called to do. And I see this kind of even with other siblings, aunts, uncles, grandparents, um, and even my own dad, this kind of risk, um, this tolerance to take a risk and just go for something and see and kind of see what happens. So anyway, we, we've all been given something. So um, instead of taking care of what God has get, given us, we get preoccupied with what God gave others and therein lies discontentment, okay? Don't forfeit your stewardship. Discontentment is like forfeiting our own stewardship, all right? So the areas of our life that we don't steward well, we will find ourselves discontent in eventually. Can I say that again? The areas of our life that we don't steward well, we find ourselves discontent in them eventually. Okay, and here's my next point. Poor stewardship opens the door to discontentment. Can I say it again? Poor stewardship opens the door to discontentment. One more time, folks. Poor stewardship opens the door to discontentment. What do I mean by poor stewardship? Um, being preoccupied with other people's business at the expense of stewarding what God gave you well. 
be about God's business and what he gave you. This doesn't mean we can't learn from others and, and look at other um, people in your field or like that, that's all about learning. I'm not talking about learning. I'm talking about comparison. Okay, comparison is an ugly thing. Comparison, man, is a dark place. Discontent is a dark place. And we get it. We, we get into all kind of weird stuff, and we'll we'll enter into a sinful thing: sin, jealousy, envy. Um, you know, all, and it's just that that is not that's not that's not the calling of the believer. Nor is it good for anybody in humanity to to just kind of live that way. I got a lot to steward. <clears throat> I got a lot to develop. I got a lot to make better. I got a lot to. Um, you know, kind of bring back to God, if you will, based on what he gave me, all right? So when we aren't caring for what God has given us, we, we start to care too much about other folks' business. And that, that, is, that is not where we want to go. We need to stop that. We need to shut that down. We need to shut that down. I think stewardship is so beautiful. Think about it. God has given you this, and it's kind of like whatever it is, gifts, people, talent, treasure, Time, man, it's given us a lot. Abilities, he's given you the ability to educate yourself or like to get educated and, and whatever and just be accomplished and kind of go occupy the space God has given you in this world, right? Man, that, that, there's, a, there's work to be done, right? There's work to be done. There, there's, there's gifts to develop. There, there's things to learn. There's, it's like, man, um, Let's be about what God has given us. Let's, let's develop that. I mean, even your relationship with God, it's a, it's a stewardship. You're stewarding it. You're stewarding your, your, your Bible knowledge. You're, you're accountable. You're responsible to, to develop your Bible literacy as a believer. You're accountable to learn about God, the things of God, the kingdom of God, the spirit of God. I mean, there's a lot to learn here. I mean, we, we, ought, to, we ought to be more occupied with that than than what other people are doing and beating ourselves up because we're not where they are. Well, that's not stewardship. You're, you're, you're forfeiting stewardship when you do that. You're stepping outside. God's like, look, I'm over here. Let's develop what I gave you. Let's make the most of what I gave you. Let's multiply what I gave you. Somebody say amen. Here it is. So, so the, an antonym of stewardship really is carelessness or neglect. All right, and I am telling you, <coughs> when we start looking at other people, in a way that's causing us to compare. We enter that dark world of discontentment, right? What we're doing is we're actually, maybe without realizing it, we're being careless and neglectful of what God has given us, all right? We don't need to be playing in that field. We don't even need to be going there. That ain't even what this life is about, folks. So, so carelessness and neglect, right? Bad stewardship, AKA bad stewardship. Carelessness and neglect will destroy a marriage, a business, a relationship, a church, right? The call of God in your life, right? So what God has given us, God is like, you're responsible. You're accountable. Come on, somebody. And when, and when we are doing that, when we're careless and neglectful, we open the door 
We open the door to sin, okay? We open the door to sin. We open it up. We don't want to do that. Don't do that. Don't open that door, okay? Don't open that door, all right? And so uh, let's look at Mark. Let's look at the book of Mark chapter 7, verse 21 to 23. Mark chapter 7, verse 21 to 23. Verse 21 reads, uh, For from within, out of the heart of men, proceed. It's talking about these, these are sins, okay? Evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lewdness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. That's a lot. That's a lot of bad stuff, right? Verse 23, all these evil things, evil things come from within and defile a man. I'm telling you, contentment is an inside job, okay? And I believe we can connect whatever your pitfall is, whatever your weakness is, we, we could connect that in some way that somehow the devil has made you discontent in some way. He's twisted something, caused you to look. The lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life has caused you to look at something and start to compare yourself, discontent about people around you, about your job, your resources, your gifts, your talents, or the quote unquote lack thereof. Okay, and so when, when we are, when we allow discontent to take place, we forfeit our stewardship and we open the door to the enemy. Okay, we open the door. We open up our heart to start to live out some of these things here. And this word, this word covetousness, okay? This word covet, it means avarice or aggression or desire for advantage. Okay, it speaks of extreme greed for wealth or material gain, okay? And the only reason we enter covetousness is because we're failing to simply steward what God has given us and focusing on that. I am telling you, this, this for all you people out there, this not only is about your relationship with God, this not only has eternal impact, but I am telling you, this is a key to life itself. God, what have you given me? Lord, show me what it is. Reveal it to me. Help me to be a good steward. Help me to manage and care for this thing you've given me and to, and to do it well before you. Let what you've given me be an act of worship to you as I engage in it, develop it, operate in it, release it. Come on, somebody. And, and, and man, when we're occupied with God's business, we don't, we don't need to be worried about other people's business. Somebody say amen. All right? All right? And so covetousness is right there. You know, we, we get discontent and the devil's gonna try to sow those seeds, try to bring deception. And, and then we start getting in the flesh and we have this extreme desire, aggression, for, for wealth and material things. And it's not that material things are evil, but if we covetous, if we covet them, if we have this uncontrollable drive for them at the expense of 
our spiritual health and, and the lives of other people, I am telling you, we are in sin. <coughs> Excuse me. Here it is. I'm going to go a little deeper on the, on the definition of this word covet. It literally means, it comes from two words. It means to have numerically more. Okay? It means to have numerically more. Now, that might not necessarily seem bad, and that in and of itself may not seem bad or, or be bad in a sense, okay? Because it's it's not all bad, because if you think of numerical growth, or you, to have numerically, you're thinking of growth or development even, right? But in this context, the work of the flesh, it's, 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 it's really a lusting for a greater number of, of temporary things that go beyond what God determines as is, as is eternally best. Okay, it's when we get caught up and it's like, man, we're unhealthy now. We want this thing too bad. We want this accomplishment too bad. Like we're not even seeing straight we're disregarding people, disregarding our relationship with God for that thing. And it's like, hold on, that thing is not that important. Why do you want it so bad? Who are you trying to prove something to? Sometimes we need to just shut that down and say, whoa, hold on. I just need to sit right here with the Lord and steward what he gave me. Develop it, give myself to it, manage it with care and before God. That's totally different than somebody just mowing people over because they want this particular accomplishment or thing. Can I get an amen so somebody? Taking good care of what you have now is an expression of gratitude. Can I get an amen? So just taking good care of what you have, not what other people have, but what you have, what you have, not what you're gonna get, but what you have. Taking good care of what you have now is, a, is, a, is, a, is an expression of of gratitude, right? So when, when we don't steward well what we have in the present, we're really telling God we're ungrateful. Can I say it again? When we don't steward well what we have in the present, we're really telling God we're ungrateful. And so that's why good stewardship is an act of worship. Good stewardship is an act of worship. This is what God has given me. So I'm gonna do well with what I have. Whatever you find to do, do it with all your heart, not unto man, but unto God. That is stewardship. And that, my brothers and sisters, as we learned last week, is that gratitude leads to contentment. And so contentment is all about good stewardship. Being occupied with what God gave you instead of preoccupied with what God gave other people. Somebody say, amen. My life is about me and God. Right? Stewardship is about me and God. Everything I do is about giving God glory. Life is about stewardship. And if I steward well, I'll be content with such things as I have. God has given me stuff. Thank you, Lord, for giving this to me. Oh, you, you don't want me just to, you just don't want it to sit around. It's not a trophy. You know what I'm saying? God doesn't give us trophies to hang up in the room. He gives us resources to do something with. Occupy yourself with what God gave you. And you will not be preoccupied with what God gave other people.
Hallelujah. I'm trying to help somebody get free up in here today. All right. Hallelujah. It's all about stewardship. Think about this. You need to answer this question. Take this to your um, own prayer time. God, what have you given me? Right? Poor, poor stewardship opens the door to discontentment. Okay? And good stewardship is literally an act of worship to God. Okay? So here's the last question. How do I express gratitude for what I've been given? Right? Let's say it a different way, you know? We could say it a different way, like, how do I exercise, practice good stewardship, okay? And let me say it again as it's written in my notes here. Um, how do I express gratitude for what I've been given? How do I take what God gave me and from a perspective of, from a perspective of stewardship, how do I, in a sense, return that back to God as an act of worship? Like, how do I steward well what he's given me? And I'm just gonna give you some practical things and then I'm gonna pray. But here we go, practicing good stewardship. Last week I gave you some practical things about um, practicing contentment. And so this is all tied in, but how do how can I, what's a, how do I steward well what God gave me? And I, I'm gonna give it to you this way. I got three of them here. Is, is never leave the classroom. Okay, never leave the cl classroom. Whether that's your talents, the industry you're in, the particular gifting, your, 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 your trade, your craft, whatever it is that God has given you in that context. Um, never rest on your loyal laurels and just kind of become, don't allow complacency to take effect. Don't become lethargic or complacent. But if you've been given something, then you develop it for God's glory. You learn about it. From Don't leave the classroom. Some of us graduated from college and our biggest mistake is, is we graduate from college and just because we left an actual classroom, we then think we can leave the classroom of what God has given us. No, just because you've graduated from college doesn't mean you leave the classroom of your development. Can I get an amen? Okay, and this is about stewarding well before God what God has given you. Hallelujah. Here it is. Here's another one. This is very important. I think this really ties into relationships more than anything. And this is something my wife and I practically do together as a married couple and as a family. We are very big with this in our family and in kind of our weekly rhythm, my wife and I. But your calendar is a snapshot of your stewardship. And so, meaning if God has given you people that you and you have these relationships in your stewarding, you ought to see it in your calendar. You know, in a sense, does that make sense? Like, you know, as far as my wife and I's marriage, we, we calendar moments together. It's one way I steward my relationship with my wife, whether it's a date night or even a day where we go and we're able to kind of work together at a coffee shop and we even, even when it comes to things that might not be an explicit date, we, we, we try to find opportunities for her and I to do even things together. Even if it's quote unquote work, ministry work or whatever, we, 
It's in the calendar. So your calendar really tells you how you're stewarding to some degree. And one way you can practice good stewardship with those that matter the most to you, the ones, the relationships you are literally responsible for, it's got to be on the calendar. Can I get an amen? I know this is practical, but if it ain't on the calendar, mm-hmm. All right. And so here's the next one. Um, serve others with respect to your spiritual gifts. And so spiritual gifts, and even if you want to put in natural talents and abilities, um, good stewardship of gifts is that you're actually using them to minister to other people in whatever way. If your spiritual gift is hospitality, spiritual gift is serving, spiritual gift is mercy, spiritual gift is giving, spiritual gift is leadership. Are you using them? Are you activating them? Are you recognizing the opportunities and stepping into them? Spiritual gift of prophecy. Have you spoken a word over anybody lately? If you think, if you believe you've been given that gift and you have legitimately been given that gift and you know and it's there and you haven't encouraged anybody, you haven't spoken a word over nobody in, in the last six months, man, there might, you know, what's going on there? Come on now. Um, so how do I express gratitude for what God has given me? Operate in the gifts God has given you. Take a step of faith, step out there and serve others, minister to others with what God has given you. All right, let me pray for you. Father, I just thank you that I am speaking to and praying for a bunch of stewards out there today. So I pray, God, that you, that they learn that that, I pray that they were challenged today to steward better their relationships, their time, God, their resources, their abilities, their ministry, their ideas. God, I pray that that they are challenged to steward even better what you've given them. And I thank you, Lord, that that is where contentment is. And Lord, if any of us have been preoccupied with what God has given others instead of occupied with what you've given us, Lord, forgive us. We repent. We turn to you right now. We ask you, Lord, forgive us and cleanse us from it. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast and my prayer is that you go out there and you change your world through the power of Jesus Christ. If you're ever in the LA area, join us for one of our weekend gatherings and follow us on social media and check out our website at hopelandla.com. Peace.